Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. And we do know something about personal, personal relationships. Those that we are close with, we are close to their personality. We, we, we know their personality. That's what we're actually talking about. It's how personal is your personal relationship? How personal do you know the personal attributes of God? How personal is he to you and I? Do we know him in such a way that we can actually sometimes sense his mood on some things uh, or get his direction on some things? No different from, from me going up and asking my wife, I asked her this morning before I came to church here, my personal, personal relationship. I, before I went out the door, I said, I said, is this okay? Because I wasn't going to wear a tie. I was just going to wear, you know, no tie with it buttoned up at the top, you know. But significant to me because I didn't want to go out to the house thinking that it was okay and it wasn't okay. So I asked my personal friend a personal question. I said, is this okay? And she said, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, it's good. Just go with it. All right, so, so but that, that, that gave me a level of comfort just hearing her say that. I mean, y'all might not need that, but I needed that, okay? I needed a, a personal, personal touch. I needed to ask someone a personal question. And so the same is true in our relationship with God is I believe we can have that kind of relationship with our Heavenly Father, that we can ask him personal questions, that he has attributes about him that are within his, that, that are his personality. But how do we get there? That is the question. How do we get to know this personal God? Because that's what he made us for. That's what he, he brought us in this world for is to have a personal relationship with him. Starting out with Adam. I mean, he talked to Adam, didn't he? Didn't he talk to Adam? And if Adam had not messed up, that would have been the way he would have uh, operated with all mankind throughout all the ages. It would have been that type of personal, personal relationship. Uh, he would have been like that. It would have been a personal, personal relationship uh, with our Heavenly Father all the days. So the second Adam had to redo what the first Adam messed up to bring us back into that relationship where it's a personal, personal relationship where we get to know the personality of God. The people of the Old Testament really got to see, got to see some of the attributes of God through the things that he did, but they never got to know him personally. You never got to know him like we have that opportunity to know him. So there's several things. You can go back and, and look over the things that we've covered so far. So I, I don't want to go back there right now. But I, I do want to hone in on the very last thing that we talked about. And that is uh, that the personal relationship, uh, if, if, our, if, our, if our mind is marred, then it will affect our personal, personal relationship with God. As we said before, we are to, Jesus reflects the image of God and we are to reflect the image of who? Jesus. So as Jesus is reflecting the image of God, we are to look at his image and reflect it. But if our mind is soiled with all of the world, then we can't very well see that image and therefore we couldn't reflect it. So we're going to talk about today, how do we get beyond that? And there's a lot more work than we're going to be able to put in 
on that. But uh, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12 says this. You don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read it because we're going to go to something else. It says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. It says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So many of us think that salvation is that one-time experience that we have. And we ask the question, are you saved? And, and most of us who have received Jesus Christ in our life will respond, yeah, I'm saved. I'm saved, past tense, I'm saved. But what we don't realize is that, that salvation really is an ongoing, it's a process. That every day we should be getting saved. That salvation, you, you, it might be even better to say our uh, better to ask the question as, as opposed to are you saved is are you born again and if they say yeah I'm born again uh, now are you being saved mm. because salvation is something that we do in process for the rest of our life even in the natural even in the natural when a child comes into the world he's born right he's born but he's got to spend the rest of his life getting saved like eating right foods, right? Hearing right kind of language, right kind of talk. In other words, we want to put them in a, in a setting where they can daily be saved or get saved. Where, where we put food in front of them. We put milk and, and baby food and then maybe they'll graduate on from baby food to, to something a little stronger, a little bigger, you know. And then maybe one day they'll, they'll have meat and be able to eat meat and potatoes or whatever. Uh, but it's all a process of, of getting saved. We're, we're, we're getting saved. And so I want us to kind of make a paradigm shift from thinking that salvation is this experience that I have that, that I don't need anything else. All I need is that one-time experience. And, and most people are good with that. In other words, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with just that. And so what many times, especially within religious religion, is what suffices for what they're lacking is emotions. So they build their religious uh, life on emotions. And so you're hearing, was the music good? And we, we had a good time. We, had, we felt it. But, but there's no saving going on. Just, just emotions. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, but they don't feed you. They're like marshmallows many times. You know, they, they're sweet and they're, they're good. And, uh, but they don't do anything. They don't give no substance to you. And so what I believe God has called us to is a daily process of getting saved. I, I would even say it like this. Process is king. Process is king. I'm going to ask you a question real quick before we get into some other scriptures. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, maybe some of you might know it. Let's see if you're smarter than the fifth grader. How many, how many, what are the stages or how many stages are there to a butterfly, wants to become a butterfly? How many stages to that? Let's see if anyone can answer that. Who said, who said four? 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 Anyone else? Four? Anyone else? Someone said three, three, all right, any, any, anyone other than three, anyone say two, anyone say one, well, 
the fours have it. So the, 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 the process of the, of the caterpillar is this. Number one is the egg. And you know what the egg does? The egg eats leaves, leafy plants. It, it, it vegetates on leaves. And then eventually it becomes a what? Caterpillar or a larva. And that larva, you know what the larva does to get saved? It, no, it doesn't eat the egg. Huh? It eats the egg. Okay, I'm going to go with that. We're going to Google it, though. You know that. We're the Bereans around here. We're going to find out. <laughs> but we're going to say that it eats the egg. It makes sense to me. I'll take that. It eats the egg, and then it eats everything. It eats, it, I mean, it spends the next however many months eating everything in sight. It just eats and eats and eats and eats and eats. And then the next stage, it goes into what? The, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but it's P-U-P-A-L. Pupa? Pupa. It goes into pupa state. And in that pupa state is what we call, I just called it the cocoon state. And so it's in that cocoon or in the pupa, and, and it's taking all the food that it ate during the, 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 cat, the, the egg state and the, the um, caterpillar or the larva state, and it is, it, is, it is germinating on the inside. It's just, all of that food is germinating. It's, it's germinating. It's, 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 it's building cells. It's building limbs. It's building the, the butterfly wings. It's, it's producing on the inside of that cocoon based upon the food that had been eaten up to that point. And then after, after that, after that, what happens? It's the butterfly, right? Beautiful butterfly. And you know what about the butterfly that's unlike us? Once it gets to the beautiful butterfly state, it can grow no more. It's done. No more growing. No more new patterns. No more no, nothing else. So therein is where we stop being like the butterfly. It's because we, we, we are always going to grow. But here's what I want us to see is this. Romans chapter 2 and verse 2 says this. Y'all know this by heart. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed. Metamorphos. Metamorphosism. To be transformed. Transformation. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It, it, it says this. It says, and I, and I want to put it kind of like this. If I can use... Um, let me see if I can use some, some, some labors here. Uh, um, Eric and, and Mr. Conley and, and Mr. Smith, if you don't mind coming up here. If I can show you this, and many of you know this, but, but for the sake of, of where we're going, I want to teach you something. Um, so when you, when, you are, when you are born again, when you are born again, uh, there's only one part of you that really changed. The part of you that became a new creation was your spirit, and it became a new creation. It is now born again. And guess what? It is born perfect. That's why when we have uh, our crossover basketball camp that uh, Tim mentioned, uh, we, we tell the kids uh, to answer 
their question of how are you and, and their response should be perfect. Sometimes that first day, some of them struggle with it. Oh, no, that's, I know I, I'm not perfect. And what they're speaking is the language of the kingdoms in which they've come from. The, the Smith kingdom, the, the, the Logan kingdom, the whatever kingdom. They're saying, oh, no, you know, we, we're, we're good. No, you know, we're, no, no one's perfect. I had, a, I had a, a, a pastor's son come to one of our, our camps one year, and he never came back after I think he got he struggled with that that perfect thing because I said no you and and I could see it on the face I'm like no mm, not not perfect and 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 I understand what we're talking about I understand that we're saying that we're not perfect because um, of some of the things we've done but that part of us the new part of us the Bible says I got I pray God keep you your whole spirit soul and body blameless spirit spirit born again perfect perfect can you hear what i'm saying perfect this part is perfect can you can't you can't even you can't make this part any better once it gets born again it is made perfect we're going to say this is the body here this body it just is you know you know the those scriptures said um when I, when, I, when I got saved, when I came to Christ, I looked down at my feet, and they look what? New. Right? Keith, did your feet look new? <laughs> Keith was like, why'd you got to go there, Pastor? <laughs> Keith, Keith, did, did your feet look new when you got saved? When, you got, when that day when you got born again, did your feet look new? So his feet were still the same. Nothing changed about his feet. They're still the same feet. Everything remained the same pretty much. All right? And guess what? And this is where we get, we get food is this is our, 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 our soul. Sometimes in the Old Testament it calls it our heart. So this is the center of our being. You know, my, my car has a heart. It's the brain of the car. It's where all the wires and the fuses go through, and, 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 it, and, and if it ain't working, guess what? The car's not going to work, especially today with the computerized cars. If it goes bad, then it's, you can, you can, it can have gas in it. it, can, it can, everything else can be brand new, but if that computer goes bad, you're not going anywhere in today's car. So that's this. And until this gets fixed, this isn't going anywhere. And this can't go anywhere. This has to be fixed first. And so many times we don't get where we want to go in life. And the issue is not the government. It's not the white man. It's not the black man. It's not the yellow man. It's not the anyone man. It's none of those things. Even those things can have their own issues. And I'm not, I'm not discounting or saying that they don't have those issues. I'm just saying the issue is not any of those things. The issue is the brain is the brain of your life. It's the mind. That's why the Bible says in all of its saying, it says, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your spirit. No, it doesn't say that. By the renewing of your body. No, it doesn't say that. By the renewing of your mind. Renew the mind. So I need not go downtown and all these other places trying to get them to make my life better. 
All I need to do is work on my mind. I need to work on my mind. I need to work on my mind. And we're going to get into that today. Spirit's not your problem. Body can be a problem to you if you don't renew your mind. Because the body is going to do what it wants or try to do what the mind gives it a license to do. And if the mind is all messed up, if the mind is perverted, if the mind just has issues, all these strongholds of hatred and, and dislike and anger and all of those things, then it, it's going to lead the body, it will lead the body to do, and the body will do some stuff, man. It'll, it'll kill, it'll shoot, it'll do all kinds of stuff. It doesn't care whatsoever. It, it just takes commands from the, the mind. So we're going to work on these things these next few weeks. We're going to figure out how to get this thing right. Because aren't you tired of being in the wilderness? Aren't you tired of being stuck? Aren't you tired of having to blame other people for your problems? Because nobody else can go and fix your mind. No one else can fix your brain. No one else can get in there except you. But guess what? You have exclusive rights. You have exclusive rights that no one else has to your mind. It's exclusively yours. You have the right to say, na-na-na-boo-boo. You know, when, when all of these other thoughts are coming in, that you're not good enough, you're not worthy, all of the, you say, nah, 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 boo-boo. You have the right to not or to ingest these things. And there's nothing worth, I'm sure the people, thank you all, I'm sure the people that were in, in, um, in the wilderness, the ones who, who, who were ready to go over into Canaan land, I'm sure it was awfully frustrating to them to have to, go around in circles with the other folk that were in the wilderness. Oh, my goodness. And I'm sure that when they came out and they were about to go over and the, the spies went out and the ten came back and one, the two came back, I'm sure that the, 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 the twelve was like, come on, can't we just, can't we just get this right? Can't, do you all not know that we're, we are the heads and not the, don't you know that God has given us this kingdom? Come on, can't we just go over? And I believe there's an internal battle in many of us today. When we, when we battle because of our frustration many times comes out of our spirits. And yeah, we can do it in our soul saying, no, we can't. No, we can't. No one ever like you have ever done this before. And you can't do it either. Or you can't break free from this. Or you are always being bound to this. You'll never be able to overcome this. And the Spirit said, no, we can do it. We can take the land. The ten spies are saying, mm -mm. no, we can't. We can't make it over. So people stay in a cycle all their lives and never seemingly progress. And so let's look at some things here that I think will help us out. And, and you're going to see some things I think that will help you to understand. When I say we're, we're only like the, the, the relative to the cycles that the that the caterpillar goes through, uh, it, uh, we can identify. But guess what? We have to go back uh, uh, throughout the duration of our lives. We have to go back into the state of almost being the egg again, even though we've grown, 
even though we're bigger than that, even though we have, uh, we got to go back and to humble ourselves to be back to that egg state again, eating the leaves in different phases of our life in order to grow. Are y'all understand what I'm saying? I, I, in order for George Logan to grow, if I'm stuck in the area, I've got to humble myself and become like a child and eat the little food. Like, I don't understand that. In order for me to grow, I'm going to have to humble myself and become childlike again and start eating the small food again so that I can grow up and grow up and then grow up and then advance on and then go to something else and go right back down to that state again. And that's many times the reason we don't advance is because we don't want to go back to the place of eating leaves again. So let's look at some. Look at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And verse 17. Out of the New King James Version. Now this is, this is an admonition to us. This is talking to the Gentiles. Uh, that would be you and I back, in, back before we got born again. It says, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should, everybody say should. It says you should, you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. Which if it says you should not walk anymore like the rest of the, that means that, that doesn't mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that we will not, right? It says we should not, we should not walk any longer, in, uh, um, walk no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their what? The futility of their mind. Or we can say like this, the ineffectiveness of their mind. Or the battered condition of their mind or the hopelessness of their mind or the shame of their mind or the condemnation of their mind or the anger of their mind all of those things that that produce those types of things remember in the book of Ephesians or Galatians it talks about do not walk according to the flesh or the natural human reasoning because those things produce what Death, and it lists all of the things, you know, immorality and all those things. And then it moves on here. It says, being um, in the futility or ineffectiveness of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, having their understanding darkened and being alienated from the life of God. That sentence there is, is a revealing sentence as well. So obviously in that, when your mind is darkened, you're, we're not getting what? Understanding. We're not getting light. But God obviously means for us to have light or have understanding. He says, having their understanding, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. So the life of God I believe comes along with understanding, understanding life of God one and, one and the same because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart or we can say the blindness of their center being, that the blindness of the brain of their life, meaning not the, not the physical matter brain but the brain, the center of their being, the center of their life. Um, 
who being past feelings have been given themselves over to the lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you, say you, but you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So here it says um, that, that we've, that's, that life is not the life of Jesus. He says, we have not so learned Christ. Now, how many of you have ever taken a high school class, college class? When you start in that class, do you know and have understanding of everything there is to know in that class? Not at all. Matter of fact, I think they, 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 they teach in a way that it will build up so that by the end of it, the hope is that you will conceptualize everything that the class is about so that you can, you know, not just make a good grade, but you have an understanding of what's being taught there, right? And, and so he's saying, you have so not so learned cla- uh, um, Christ. And so if we can put it in terms of going to school or going to college or going to high school or whatever, um, algebra class, um, psychology class, or what a chemistry, whatever, uh, the, the process of learning is that you start at one place and you keep going and you, and you keep enriching your understanding to the point where at the very end you have a full understanding of what it is you're trying to learn, right? That's the goal, is it not? Can I get an amen? So, but you have not so learned, you have so, not so learned, so learning Christ or learning the anointed one or learning the Messiah, if you indeed have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness." I said we're talking about process. So it's talking about putting on. Putting on. How many of you go through a process when you're putting on your clothes? You know, process. In other words, you take off, uh, if you're, you're putting on clothes, you wake up in the morning, you, you take a shower or whatever, and you begin to put your socks on, your, your, your pants on, or, and all of that kind of stuff. It is a process. And so he's talking about putting on, through process, put on Christ. But he says also, take off. In other words, there's some stuff in our mind that needs to be taken off. Put on Christ, take off the other stuff. Put on, take off. Put on, take off. Put on, take off. And and that is a lifelong process. That's why I'm saying that we have to go back to the cocoon state sometimes and, 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 and put, take some stuff out. My mind, every level that I seek to go to, there is always, always some stuff I got to take out in order to put on. Are y'all with me? There's some stuff that I just have to get rid of in order to put some other stuff on. I have never been able, and I've not seen anyone wear two two shoes on top of another two shoes. You got to take off the old shoes to put on the new shoes or to put on some shoes, right? There's no way you can put or you should not put clothes on top of clothes on top of clothes. That doesn't make any kind of sense. You got to take some off in order to put some on. So there's some things that we have to, that we literally have to take off in order to put something else back on. 
And he says the responsibility of process, the responsibility of doing that is ourselves. We have the responsibility of taking the stuff off by the enablement of grace that comes into our life. So Christ, Christ helps us to begin to take stuff off in our lives. He begins to help us to see something. Oh, that's not of God. That, you've not so learned Christ that way. You, you, can, you can't stay there. That, that's not of Christ. That, that's not it. And, 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 and once we begin to realize we are, we are constantly doing those two things, taking off and putting on, taking off and putting on. Now, what happens sometimes that complicates matters is that we, we think that if we will play like we're putting on without taking off, that we can just get by. No, you can't do it because you have to take off to put on. It doesn't work that way. We, we can't fake it that way. We can't, oh, well, I'm going to keep my anger and put peace on there with it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't do that. You got, you got to get rid of, you got to take anger out by the, by the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Got to get rid of anger and then you can put some peace on top of that. Peace is in us. But the mind has to be renewed in that. Now here's the good part. Here, here's where we want to go. It says, and put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, there's some things here that we need to understand. Remember the, 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 um, the caterpillar. What does the caterpillar do in order to become a butterfly? He just gobble, 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 gobble. That caterpillar eats, 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 eats all the time. He's eating, 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 eating. He's eating all the time. He's not eating just one meal a day on Sunday. That dude is not missing a meal. He's gobbling up every single thing he can possibly get. I remember when I moved out to Los Angeles to go to ministry school, and even early on when I, when I first got saved, man, I was munching on everything, man. My uncle would send me tapes, and I would play them. I'd take my Bible. I was substitute teaching at the time. i take my Bible to school. I was reading. I just wanted more. I wanted more. When I went out to Los Angeles, I, I, I wanted to consume. I would not miss. Listen, I would not miss Bible study, Tuesday Bible study. I was right there, not because I was going to ministry school, but because I wanted to grow. I wanted to grow. I wanted to eat. And I wake up in the morning, and that's when I began the, the, my cycle of getting up in the morning and reading and praying in the morning. Why? Because I knew I needed to eat because until you eat, you can't go into the cocoon and germinate. You have nothing to germinate on. What are you chewing on? If you've not eaten, then what are you chewing on? There's nothing to chew on. So we remain in the same state. We don't have the food necessary to grow and develop and to become because the only way to become is you've got to be something in you to become. In other words, we gotta, we, there, there, is, there is something so beautiful about seeing that person who's munching, just munching, just consuming. And boy, do we not have all the ways in the world to consume these days? Don't, don't, you know, the people think that the Internet was made for all those other folk out there. No, the Internet was made, it was a design by God, I believe, to get the Word of God into multiple places, to fulfill His mission on the earth. So that you can call up any kind of minister, any kind of word at any time and munch on it as you're going to work munch on it not 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 uh, you know your best r&b music or whatever i'm talking about munch on the word feed on the word 
Love the word. That's what the, that's what the caterpillar is doing. He's, he's literally eating everything in front of him. He's eating so he can grow and he get in that cocoon and become the butterfly. Now here, here we have it. You know, that, you know can, I, can I just be really, really honest with you? If, the, if I have, a, if there, you know, the Bible says of Paul, he says, uh, he says and, and the care of all the churches. You know what the, the greatest challenge for my for me is, is to see people who have the word but won't eat the word. That, that, oh my, I mean, oh my goodness. I mean, we you put the word of God right in front of you. Or put, the, or put a big meal right in front of it and just turn away from it. And, and choose to eat uh, Fruit Loops instead. Lucky Charms. Have no appreciation for the goods. That's my kids sometimes. You know, they'll come in and I'm eating a good meal. Mom's fixed a good meal. And, and they want to eat some, something out of a box. Out of a box. And we got a good meal on the table and they want to eat something out of a box. And claim there's no food. I'm like, yes, there is food. But don't laugh at my children because some of you do the same thing, but you do it with spiritual matters. You have good food, and yet you want to binge on, on Sanford and Son all day. Nothing wrong with Sanford and Son. Uh-oh. Did I hear that? And some of y'all like, dun, dun. yeah, man, we, <laughs> that's how we make it through the day. <laughs> But that's not going to be, that's not food enough. I'm not saying you can't. I'm not saying that, that, you, that you can't. I mean, I like watching a good Western. How many of you like a Western? But, but I can't live off of a Western. I just found out just recently, because someone had asked me about, have you ever seen um, uh, Doc, Doc Holliday and Billy the Kid, man? I was, and, and it just happened that it came on. I said, that's Doc Holliday and that's Billy the Kid. Man, I got so, I got all into that. And Billy and Doc Holliday got killed. Trying to save Billy the Kid. You didn't know that, did you? Uh, where am we going with this? Listen to this. This is the part I want you to get to. It's, but you have not so learned Christ process. If you have indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as a truth, the truth is in who? The, tr the truth is where? It's in Jesus. That you put off concerning your former conduct, put it off, the old man which grows a corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Now, let me ask you a question real quick. Where is the old man at? Someone tell me where the old man is. Because if you can identify the old man, that's where the old man is. The old man is right here. He's there. He said, come out here, boy. Let me show you a few things. That's the old man. That's not how we do it around here. That's the old man. Now, you know you don't like that person. You know, you just show up. Don't, look, don't even speak to him. That's the old man talking. That's the old man. And we have to put off that old man, that old voice. And then it says this, and this is the part that I would need you to get. I believe this is it. I was thinking about it, and I was like, Holy Spirit, what, what does that mean? And, and, 
and, and you know, there's, I'm sure there's other people have other versions of it. But for me, listen to this. It says, and put off the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust and be renewed. That's that word with the caterpillar, right? Renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, can anyone tell me what the spirit of the mind is? And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The spirit of your mind. It says be renewed, not just in your mind, but it says be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit, the pneuma of your mind. Which lets us know that our mind has a spirit. You ever heard the term the spirit of fear? What is the spirit of fear? Is it the spirit of F-E-A-R? In other words, something, or, or is there, is there, has anyone, had, has anyone ever experienced the spirit of fear? What is the spirit of fear? It is the revelation that something's going to get you. <laughs> is that not the spirit of fear? It might be true, it may not be true, but it's the revelation, the revelation, not just the, not just the mind of it, but the revelation that something's going to get me. That's why some people don't go out in the woods. They got a revelation of a copperhead coming out and biting them. They, 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 I mean, it's real to them. No, no, you ain't going to get me out in the woods. Uh-uh, you ain't going to get me in no woods. Because a copperhead going to come and get me. Never seen a copperhead in all their life. Never seen one crawling on the ground. Never seen one around them. Never seen just the, the mere thought that a copperhead is going to get me. There's the revelation of Jaws, right? Jaws. You know, the movie Jaws messed a whole lot of folk up, especially black folk. Especially black folk. I mean, just messes up. Can't even go and enjoy God's creation. And if you do go, you keep your feet in the sand the whole time. Not even going to try to get out. I'm just, I'm just going to stay right here. Because of the spirit of Jaws or the spirit of fear, the revelation that something's going to get me. It's more than just a mental thing. Mentally, you know, I'm, 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 I'm aware of sharks, but I still get in the ocean. I'm aware, and you know, they say that the, the, relative to the number of people that are getting bit by sharks, it's just so very small, it, it almost as though it doesn't even really exist. But you can't beat the spirit of it. The spirit of it says... There's a big shark out there. And I don't care. It could be just a, 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 a little reef rolling around in the <laughs> But the spirit of it will come and get you. The spirit of it. And how does the spirit get there? Whatever you give your attention to, the spirit of it will come and live in you. Whatever you give your attention to. Whatever you think about over and over and over again, the spirit of it will come and live in you. Whatever you meditate on, whatever you think deeply about, the revelation of it, the revealing of it. Sometimes it don't make no sense. There's no sense involved. You didn't see the shark. You don't feel the shark. There's nothing going on in the ocean whatsoever. But, but, but because of the spirit of it, you walk by Faith and not by sight. 
Y'all understand me? Hey, you ain't, I don't care if nothing is, I don't see, matter of fact, I'm in the pool. I ain't getting in the pool because <laughs> the revelation of Even flying on airplanes. Some people don't fly on airplanes. Never seen, no, don't, know one that's ever, don't know anyone that's ever died on an airplane. Never seen an airplane crash in real life. But I ain't getting on no airplane so they can kill me. That's the spirit, the spirit of fear. Some have never seen a Klansman in all their life. Nobody they knew anyway. No one that they could run. <laughs> Didn't have a sheet on them. But the spirit, the spirit of it. Well, hang on. I'm not going on that side of town. I'm not going down in that part of the county. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not, no, that's the spirit of it. That's what's controlling us. It's the revelation of it in our minds. The revelation of it. The spirit of, of our minds is the revelation of it, I believe. And we will walk by faith on that. Because you can only walk by faith on the very thing that you believe is real through that revelation. There are, there are, are people who won't go in certain parts of town uh, because they've been watching too much of the evening news and anybody with a bandana on Never seen nobody blood or crip. Don't even really know what a blood or a crip is. But, but in their minds, the boogeyman is out there. That's the spirit of it. Are y'all with me? So what if, we, what if we got renewed in the spirit of our mind relative to the things of God? What if we got a revelation of the word of God? What if we started getting the revealing, the, revealing, the, the revelation that I, I don't need to see it. I don't need to touch it. But in my, mind, in my mind, in the spirit of my mind, I know it exists. And I'm going for it. I remember when we started this ministry, um, <laughs> I, I had a revelation that we were supposed to come to Morgan. That was my revealing. And even as, as we planned to get here, uh, we had one, one, one person said to us, um, are you sure God called you to Morganton? But it's too late. I had a revelation. I had a revealing in my mind. I, I, I saw something that no one else could see. And when I could see it, I saw it, and I said, we're, we're going for it. Fortunately for me, I don't know what my wife saw other than she was following me. But when I asked her, I said, baby, uh, one year after he revealed it, after, one year after I got the revelation, I had to work with her for a little while. I had to process. Had to process it. Had to go from egg to caterpillar to a whole year of fighting in the cocoon. And then when I came out, I said, baby, I said, we're supposed to go to Morganton. And she said, you can go on if you want to. I ain't going to. 
No, she didn't say that. No, the amazing part of it was she just grabbed it. She grabbed it and said, yeah, okay, win and let's start getting packed. Had she fought me on this, had she not gotten the revelation, she could at least tell me what mortgage it was like before. <laughs> she could at least say, now I'm going to tell you, I grew up with these folk at mortgage. You know what you know. But no, she took it. She took it. And, and we began to ride the revelation. You understand what I'm saying? We I was renewed in the spirit of my mind. And let me tell you, it took a year to renew me in the spirit of my mind. It took a year. I didn't tell my wife. I just told me and, me and God in the cocoon. God was like, I told you to go to Morganton. I said, I don't want to go. He said, didn't I tell you to go to Morganton? I said, I don't want to go. And he said, and, I, and so we wrestling, you know, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Finally, I said, I want to go to Morganton. I want to go. I got the revelation. So it didn't matter. It didn't matter at that point where we started. We started in an apartment complex, 10, 15 people, you know, my parents, my brother and sister-in-law, my sister and brother-in-law, and, and, and. That was it in a little apartment complex. And then we said, you know what? We're going to go in April. We're going to go. We're going to launch it. Uh, 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 my mother-in-law, she was part of it as well. And then we got ready. I said, we're going to go. We're going to go public. <laughs> we're going to go public. In April of 94, Easter Sunday of April of 94. First of all, we didn't have a place until like that Friday or Saturday, maybe that Friday, uh, we didn't have a place to meet at because we was leaving the apartment complex in, in, in the little community house and then that, 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 that um, sat Friday or Saturday we got a call from, uh, from Max Bristol and Max said he was over the housing authority at the time. he said I got a place if you all want to use that I said well, well we'll use it we'll use it and we went into the place of the community center we had to sweep it up and get it ready and Uncle Mike and all that we had to, we had to, we, you know, we, we had to pull it along and, uh, and we cleaned it up and got it ready and got the stuff ready and all. And, uh, uh, and, and the day that we be, or well, not the day, but when we announced that we were going to go public, uh, of the nine people we had, what, four of them dropped off right it, immediately. They were like, um, we didn't, we didn't, we wouldn't, I don't know, I don't know if we're going to do all of that. I mean, we like the Bible study now, but we don't know if we're going to go, we're going to go with you on this one. They didn't have the revelation. They didn't have it in the spirit of their mind. But that's all right. Y'all got it. Y'all got the revelation. Some of you have been here for, for almost 25 years. Some of you 25 years minus a few days. That's all. And you grabbed, you stayed on not because it was always good, not because it was always the best, not always because the music was always great. And you stayed on because of the spirit that was in your mind, the spirit of your mind. And the same is true in every other aspect of our lives when we get the revelation of it. When we get it in the spirit of our mind, we get that renewed to the point where we say, ah, oh, that's it. Then that means we got to stay with it long enough. we got to meditate on it long enough. The Bible says in, in uh, Joshua, uh, the book of Joshua chapter 1, it says, meditate upon these things day and night. Meditate on them. 
Think about them. Ponder them. And I believe what he was telling us right there so that we can renew the spirit of our mind. It's one thing to have a collection of information, but it's another thing to have a spirit, have it in the spirit of your mind. And therein lies work, people. But here's the good part of it about it. Here's the good part. The good part about it is anytime, anytime, I want to renew the spirit of my mind, I can do it. Some of you say, well, I don't have time. Yes, you do. Some of you say, I don't have, I don't, you know, you don't understand how I grew up. Doesn't matter. You can change the spirit of your mind any time. Any time. And now, now, now check this out, though. If you're unwilling to renew the spirit of your mind, save us and yourself a little bit of time and stop wasting time. Just, just, save it. just, just say, I'm here and I'm, gonna, I'm stuck here and I, I'm not planning on moving, so don't come to my house anymore trying to sell me that stuff. Just, just go and just say it, you know, I'm, because you're doing yourself a disservice uh, pretending as though you're wanting to change and you're not. But if you really want it today, today, you can change the spirit of your mind. All of those things that are phantoms, that are scary places, that are spirit, those things that have have just kind of scared us and frightened us or things that have just been hovering over us, we can get rid of them. Everybody say amen. amen. I'm so glad, oh, how I am glad to know that. I'm glad to know that. That George Logan is not stuck unless he, unless he chooses to be stuck. Unless I choose to just say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enough, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. I'm just good right here. no. I don't want to be just good right there. I want to be the butterfly, people. I mean, I don't want to be all hemmed up for the rest of my life. Or even worse than that, just stay on the tree as an egg eating least for the rest of my life. You know that the caterpillar has to be unfulfilled because he knows I'm supposed to be a what? He's supposed to be a butterfly. Look at your neighbor before we end this morning. Say, you're supposed to be a butterfly. Now, just say it in your best southern Morganton language. Yeah, you're, supposed, you're supposed to be a butterfly. Say it that way. You're supposed to be a butterfly. Come on. you don't, Leave out the SUP. Just supposed. You're supposed to be. You're supposed to be a butterfly. I am. I am. And, and, and for us, being the butterfly, we can be, be a butterfly and then go back into the, to the state of being just a child again because we need to grow again. And I kind of feel like that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm, back, I'm back on the daggone leaf again. I'm chewing because I want to I I humble myself to take in what I need to take in so I can keep on growing. But that's all right. With the perspective of being a butterfly one day, the egg can win. The egg can live. If he thinks that's his lot in life, he'll give up. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com.
www.thebibleshop.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.